listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. Hosted by high-stakes headhunter, author, and professional speaker, Scott Love. This is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. Managing client relationships in times of crisis, it's on our minds. How do we build trust by serving as a counselor and an advisor to clients during difficult times? Well, those are things we're going to talk about today with our guest, Gina Rubel. I've seen Gina speak before. I've interviewed her before on other podcasts, and she's got some great ideas I think are going to make a difference for you. Let me tell you about her background. Gina is a communications expert, a former trial lawyer, and an author. Corporate and law firm leaders call on her for high-stakes public relations, crisis planning, and incident response support, including high-profile litigation media relations. Gina is the CEO of Furia Rubel Communications, which is a nationally renowned legal marketing agency. She's recognized by Law Draken as a Global 100 leading consultant and strategist of the legal profession. Gina educates attorneys nationwide on how to implement communications planning and tactics to manage their reputation and drive business success. The second edition of her industry-acclaimed book, Everyday Public Relations for Lawyers, is available on Amazon and also at attorneyatwork.com. I hope you get some great ideas that can help you, especially right now. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Scott Love, and thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast. I'm excited about our guest today, a good friend of mine, an expert on PR, Gina Rubel. Gina, thanks for joining me on the Rainmaking Podcast today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. So for those of you that are listening, Gina is a highly credentialed expert on public relations. She works with big law firms, big professional services firms nationally, and she does a lot within the area of crisis communications. And that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today, especially related to the pandemic and all the other changes going on. And Gina, first, tell us about you. Tell us about how you, what you did when you started in your career and how did you get to where you are today in your company? Well, Scott, I started out in communications, actually, as an undergrad and worked in a number of areas, an assistant editor to a physician's newspaper, the marketing director, believe it or not, that was my title, in college of an electronics company. Mm -hmm. And then I headed up fundraising and communications for a solar car team. So I had a lot of fun early in my career. For, For a what? A solar what? A solar car. A solar car. A solar yes. powered car. Wow. Solar powered car. And they were all nonprofits that would develop these solar cars and then race across the country. So it was a oh, lot wow. of fun. I didn't get to <laughs> I didn't did not get to travel then. Did you get to ride in the car at least? Once. Oh, that's good. That's good. Once. That's a perk. That's a perk. It was very hot. <laughs> <laughs> and I went to law school after that, following in my father's and grandfather's footsteps and became a litigator. And what's interesting is I realized very quickly that I did not love the litigation dance. Right. I'd like to lead the dance. So as a result, being at the mercy of the constant negotiations, and I'm just more of a diplomat than I am argumentative. So Mm -hmm. I took my some years into it, and after working in a lot of high-profile litigation, I got the opportunity to work for a company in the cable industry, mm-hmm. and I loved it. And I was doing everything from contract review to 
pitching stories for major cable publications at international trade shows. Wow. And I just had so much fun. And at the same time, I had just gotten engaged and I moved out Mm -hmm. of Philadelphia to a farm where I live now, about 45 miles north of Philadelphia. And I really realized I love proactive communications. So I transitioned. And since you are a recruiter and you work with people and teach them about interviewing skills, I'm sure, and what you know, big law firms and other professional service firms are looking for. In the interview, I was interviewing for a direct marketing agency for their PR director role. And the HR director said to me, what does being a lawyer have to do with public relations? I don't see the correlation. And my answer was, you're delivering a message to a target audience to elicit a response. How is direct marketing any different than legal? Mm. And she said, you'll be interviewing with the CEO. Wow. (laughs) You nailed it. You nailed it. And and I've never forgotten (laughs) that. That was such a prolific moment in my life because I realized what my truth was. I realized that you're communicating a message. You still need the evidence. That's right. You need to do the background research. You're communicating it differently for different types of outcomes. But at the end of the day, you want the audience to hear and respond in a certain way. Anyway, I got that job. Was there a while. And then some years into working in agencies and having my young daughter, I realized that consulting was the way to go. I worked solo for about two years. Mm -hmm. It was 18 plus years ago. For the last 16 years, we've continued to grow got an incredible, incredible staff. And now we work with professional service firms, law firms in particular, which is a large part of our revenue, nonprofits, which we enjoy because it's just something giving back in, in many respects, sure. and B2B. So it's, it's just transformed naturally in a rather strategic way. So tell me then, now today in the age of COVID, you've been working in normal times, let's call it normal. I mean, if any time is normal, it's less weird than it is today. Uh, And now we're in an age where everything's different. And we have not just COVID, but we've got the economic downturn and uh, we've got race on everybody's mind. What have you seen? How has this changed your business? What, What are the big changes you've seen within what you do in the area of PR and communications? Well, in PR, marketing, communications, business development, It's all about understanding the climate within which you are living, right? You have to understand your audience before you can communicate a message. Our business was a lot of proactive public relations, marketing, business development. And it's really gone from that to predominantly crisis communications. In the past, we were about 20% crisis in any given year. We're more at 80% right now. 80%, wow. And that's starting to taper off a little bit. But one, one of our larger clients has offices in Seattle. We were closing down law firm offices and drafting message and communicating to clients and staff about office closures in January. So, you know, we're now months and months in and we're still communicating about, okay, well, what if we have to reclose the office? It's not as painful the second time because they've gone through a process and we've put processes in place. 
so that's really changed our business. It's also changed all of our clients' business. I, th- I think it's changed everyone's business, frankly. Right. And then, you know, months into that, we had the George Floyd killing. And we've had a wonderful change in conversation about anti-racism. And the reason why I say it's wonderful is because we're talking about it. Mm. People are really starting to take the time to learn and acknowledge that racism still exists. And to do better, you need to not just hear it, but do something. So that's been a big part of what we're doing. We're working with different clients on finding the right resources to develop or redevelop or reinvigorate their diversity, inclusion, and anti-racism programs. Mm-hmm. And really starting to see what, what is go- that going to look like. And I, you know, when we, before this, we talked a little bit and I said, I'm not really sure what Q3 and Q4 are going to look like. I don't think any of us know. Right. I don't know if you know Jordan Furlong, but he's a futurist. He's up in Canada. Mm-hmm. And he's in the legal space. And I interviewed him uh, a couple weeks ago. And he's a futurist. He predicts things based in evidence and and history. And he said, How do you predict something when there is no evidence or history? Right, right. You know, and so it's it's fascinating. Uh, It's fascinating. But our firm is enjoying being a resource to our clients and their clients and doing our best to help them through hard times. And I believe we will come out on the other end better. Right. What have you seen is on the mind of your clients right now in terms of their messaging? Are they looking to be more proactive? Are they looking to be reactive? How do we react to this? Are they looking beyond the crisis? Are they looking at today? What are some of the things that you see on their mind right now? For professional service firms in particular, one of the things I've noticed is that rainmakers are having a little bit more of a difficult time pivoting from the in-person interactions Mm -hmm. that they're used to, Mm -hmm. whether it was going to a conference, speaking at a conference, hosting a conference, golfing, expensive dinners, whatever that looked like for them. Right. Right. Because everyone develops business differently. That's been a tough place for many of those who were used to the handshake. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about that. If I saw you, I'd come up and give you a big hug because we haven't seen each other in six months. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, hey, elbow. <laughs> elbow. Maybe we'll uh, bow, you know? <laughs> right. Well, and that's, it's, it's strange for many of us. It doesn't feel natural. So pivoting the business development and client value conversations to what they need to be today, which is a lot of thought leadership, podcasting, in-person Zoom interviews or discussions, doing more webinars, all of these things that they really poo-pooed before. I don't know what other word to use. It was like, no, 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 I don't have time to do a podcast. No, 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 I don't have time to do a webinar. I'm going here, I'm going there. Now they're scrambling. So we're really working with a lot of them to leverage proactive communications like content, any form of digital content that adds value to the target audience in order to create more credibility and thought leadership. That's right. I think that's great. I think that's one way that a lot of these rainmakers can kind of, I wouldn't say ahead of the curve, but at least be proactive. 
they've got two hours extra a day because there's no more commuting. So they might as well take that time, sit down with their laptop, have a cup of coffee first thing in the morning and start writing, start creating content that way. And we've done more training uh, at our law firm clients via Zoom on those things. And it's been wildly successful. One of our clients just this week, they've been a client since 2013. On Monday, we did a training session with all of the lawyers, partners and associates alike on content development. The next day, we had a fantastically written blog from one of the partners. Wow. So tell me about that. Let's kind of go down that path a little bit because I'm sensing that there's opportunity here for people listening to learn some things about this from you, where here we are in the middle of the major, a major, probably the most significant healthcare crisis that we've ever had. And how can we find opportunities in that? We can understand our message. One thing you said, I think is fantastic. Understand your audience before you deliver a message. Let me ask you about that first. When you say understand your audience, what do you mean by that exactly? So let's use legal as an example. Mm -hmm. If your law firm works in the financial services industry, you need to understand what the decision makers are dealing with at the financial service industries. So let's say you represent banks. You need to understand what are the banks dealing with today that's different from the things we were dealing with yesterday. Right, right. Like PPP loans right. and the bank, you know, increased bankruptcies, but they can't, there's, there's no foreclosures right now. And the conversation is completely different. On top of that, now they're dealing with employment law matters that they may not have ever had to deal with before. The CARES Act mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. How do we close our office? How do we test our employees? How do we keep everything HIPAA compliant? There's hundreds and hundreds of questions that every employer has right now. Identifying what they are specific to your audience is the first step to providing thought leadership content. Mm. So ask, read. If you don't know, most lawyers, for example, they already know what the pain points are. Right. And they can be predicting them for their clients. And I'll pivot that to an example. At Fury Ruble, we immediately knew the issues our clients would be facing regarding COVID. None of them knew what to say about closing their office, what to tell internally, what to tell their clients, whether or not they put it on their website, how it was just this, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I say? What do I say? What do I say if... We're still open, this is before the full lockdowns, and someone gets COVID. How do I tell people? Do we tell clients? How do I report it to the state? All of those questions we had to help them answer. How do I get them working from home if we haven't worked from home before? How do we keep them productive? Like The questions, many of which we had to research ourselves, but as a crisis agency, we have done work in space where... We've had clients have to evacuate and not go back for months. Right. Think Hurricane Katrina. So one of our clients was a, a Hurricane Katrina. We weren't working with them with them then, but we've learned much from them as a result. Wow, so they were able to lock down in a day. They right. were sent home. They've done they that before. Laptops. If we've right. been here, done that. You know, that's a rarity. It's rare. So. We had to anticipate and really had to be quick and then had to tell them what to anticipate. 
So PPP loans are coming up. Are you going to give full disclosure to your staff? What are you going to do about furloughs? How are you going to communicate it? The media is going to call you. They're going to want to know who you laid off. Did partners take pay cuts? Uh, you know, they want, they, what did you learn from 2008 to 2011? So we had to anticipate all of those things and go to our clients and say, what are you doing? And we have, I literally, in my notes, I have a 10-step questions that my team and I developed. And in the early days, I called every single client. Mm-hmm. For two straight days, I called the managing partner, chief executive offer, or executive director of every single client right. and said, look, I want to ask you a bunch of questions. If there's anything you don't have the answer to, let me know. We'll get it to you. This is interesting because what I'm hearing you say right now is that in this time of crisis, this is where those that are in positions of leadership have to be more aware of how they give this narrative because I think especially in legal, people are hypersensitive. They can misinterpret something, jump to a conclusion. At that point, the facts of the matter don't really matter because they've made their mind up. Why should I open my mind up? I don't care what the truth is because I've made my mind up and they jump to conclusions. So I would say that this is an even more important time just because of the hypersensitivity of the world with these very important issues, people jumping to conclusions without having all the facts. Let me ask you this. In term, I would say that this is really a matter of trust, the trust that an organization has with the public through their messaging, and also the trust that a rainmaker has with his or her clients. What have you seen here related to the crisis on the issue of building trust? How does a rainmaker go about building trust with a client, especially in a crisis like this, Gina? Well, you know, it's interesting the way you ask that. And as the rainmaker in my company, and you are in yours as well, it's about being of value. It's about making yourself available. It's about providing information of value. So those days where I called every single one of them, and only one didn't take my call, so I ended up just texting her mm-hmm. and saying, I know you're busy, but these are my thoughts. Is there anything I can help you with? Mm. And in that time when all of us were thinking, okay, what do we do next? What's going to happen? What do we do about our kids? What about this? What about that? What about our parents? You know, everybody has some level of anxiety going on. Any rainmaker can call a client and say, what can I take off your plate today to make your life easier? Right. Wow. I mean, it's a simple question. What can I take off your plate today to make your life easier? That's great. The answer may not be something you can do. Maybe it's not your expertise, but you can find a resource. That might not be billable time, mm-hmm. but so what? Talk about trust. I texted a client the other day about something. And, and I know she's more responsive via text. She's the managing partner of a big firm. She said, I'm dealing with a family crisis. I said, fine, may I reach out to this one and this one and make them the decision makers? Yes. Done. That- Have you noticed that your relationships are a lot richer and more meaningful and deeper with your clients during the crisis? With some, yes. Definitely with some. With others, that's my culture. Mm-hmm. We become friends with our clients. It's the nature of PR and crisis because they have to tell us a lot of things. We're under NDA. They have to trust us. 
Right. They shouldn't be working with us in the first place. But there are others where I've never spoken to a managing partner because we work with the CBDO or the CMO and the managing partner saying, can I have a conversation with you? There's some things I want to run by you. Wow. And that, that happened with one firm. There's 350 attorneys, never spoke to the managing partner before, sent some information that was forwarded on to him. And he, he has since called me about six times. Wow. And we have really good, really structured conversations. And on top of it, he's implemented the counsel we've provided, which is the biggest compliment you can give to a service <laughs> provider that you're hiring, whether it's a lawyer whether it's a doctor, whether it's a communicator, whether it's someone in recruiting, placing you for a job. When you trust that person, when you take their counsel, because they've done it a hundred thousand times. Right. That's personally (laughs) rewarding too, to see that that was your idea. That was your initiative. And now look at that. That's policy or whatever it is. That's, That's front and center of what the firm's doing. It is so rewarding as a professional service provider and to know these people that you look up to as well, you mutually respect each other, are respecting you in return. That just, that breathes life into me. I mean, my whole team, this is what's interesting, Scott. We have put out four times more content in the first seven months of 2020 than we did in the last two years. Wow. That's significant. Everybody's writing something that feels important. It's not just the, oh, what are we going to blog about this week? And that's part of it. It's, It's to be a rainmaker means to have passion. That's right. To put your passion behind the message, not just write something for the sake of writing it. I'm terrible at that. I'm a good writer. I've written two books you've written, but I I can't just write something for the sake of writing it. That's why, you know, I did fine in school, but I didn't love the idea of, oh, here's a topic, write about it. Mm -hmm. Who does? So find the passion and the voice. And that for us has been resources relating to COVID and anti-racism and, you know, business development in times of crisis and budgeting in times of crisis and all, all things related to those issues bring it full circle that the audience needs knowing your audience and make it easy for them to digest. Gina, I think you have value on multiple levels to our leadership because number one, you're an expert on crisis communications, on messaging in general, but in particular in a crisis. And then secondly, from you as a rainmaker, where you're actually making rain, you're developing that trusted relationship with those key executives on their messaging. So it's like you have double my respect in that, in that regard. So you're somebody that I think a lot of our listeners can learn from. And believe it or not, we're kind of ending, uh, approaching the end of our show here. But I want, to, I want to ask you, what are three action steps that somebody listening today, somebody, whether they're leading an organization or they're a rainmaker, they're a business developer, it's their job to get the trust of prospects and clients. What are three action steps you would like to share with them on how they can implement some of the things that you're talking about today? Well, the first is to gain their trust and their respect, you need to lead by example. So do a self-evaluation. Are you doing what you're telling them to do? Because if you're not, the truth will come out at some point and you will lose respect and you can't gain it back at that point. 
Number two is to really understand, take the time and energy. Don't think you understand anti-racism. Become a learned individual on anti-racism. I would start with reading the book, How to Be an Anti-Racist. It's fascinating to me. There are so many things I've learned about myself and people I know so that I can do better and be better as a, a white, privileged woman. And I really think that you need to be able to find that empathy. And that empathy follows through to everything you do. So to be educated on diversity and equity, inclusion, and anti-racism, and to have the equity around all of the audiences that you interact with, LGBTQ, women, men, other genders, it, it, whatever the case may be, but taking that time to really understand empathetically. And third is to have advisors help you make business decisions. And I'm specifically speaking to lawyers right now because we didn't, most of us did not go to business school. We're entrepreneurs by nature of the industry but typically didn't learn even how to read a p and mm-hmm. Rely on your advisors. Ask them what they're doing and what they would do in certain situations. Don't think you have all the answers because there's people like you, Scott, and you know, boards of advisors, and there's brilliant accountants and you know, your HR team. Your P- and frankly, and this is not self-promotional, your PR and crisis people, we know more than you think we know. Right. I've been running a business for 18 years. I also know what all the other clients are doing. You know what they're all doing. So we have a wealth of knowledge where we can help guide our clients in a way, or if it's, you know, you have a great team internally, don't just rely on your executive committee to make decisions. Well, that's because great advice, Gina. It's not always the best decision. Well, tell us about the menu of offerings that you have. We know that you're an expert on PR and communications. What are the things that you do that somebody listening today can benefit from? And we'll put all of your links on, your, on our show notes. So those of you that are listening, you can go to our show notes and be able to connect with Gina directly. So at Fioria Rubel Communications, I have a full team of experts who do what we call integrated marketing. So we look at every issue and we determine what's the best vehicle to reach your audience, to deliver the message, to elicit a response. <laughs> and so that includes marketing, includes content marketing, public relations, and oftentimes strategic planning. So what's the blueprint to get you to the point where you want to be? So while I personally do predominantly crisis communications, client training, speaking, my staff, uh, which is incredible. I can't do any of what I do without them. They do it all. And so we really look at what the needs are from a communications perspective. And you know, sometimes it's a shift, like during COVID. We used to do conferences and speaking engagements. Now it's, up. Oh, you're going to be doing a webinar and a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gina, thanks so much for being a guest on my show today. You've got some great content. It's meaningful. It's significant. It's very deep. And I hope that those people listening can take advantage of your offerings and visit your site, which will be on the show notes, like I mentioned. And we'll certainly have you back on here on the show again in the future, Gina. Congratulations with the Rainmaking Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Rainmaking Podcast. For more information about our recruiting services for international law firms, visit our website at attorneysearchgroup.com. To inquire about having Scott speak at your next convention, conference, sales meeting, or executive retreat, visit therainmakingpodcast.com. Thank you.